Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester, and with me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, I've been asked by the listeners to bring back Wheels and How's It Rolling, so how is it rolling? Really? Someone actually cared enough about that? Yeah, more than one somebody. I think, like, uh, Superfan Robbie sent an email to both of us that asked for it. Got a couple tweets. Okay. People want to hear, hear the How's It Rolling. So it's March Madness, right? Mm, yeah. We started March Madness last week as we began the first round of our Greatest American Athlete of All Time bracket, mm-hmm. but we're going to take a one-week vacation from that to discuss the actual March Madness, the NCAA Men's Tournament bracket. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like March Madness is an important sort of... To me, it's the highlight of my sports year, and I, I feel like it would be... Of your pre- gambling year. Well, I guess that's the one and the same. Yeah, I mean, I ran my first March Madness pool in fifth grade with like four people. And I would have, I, I, like, I called up, like, someone over the phone, and, like, he would, I would have to get, I didn't, like, print brackets, and, like, I don't know, where do you find a printer when you're in, like, 1994, and you're in fifth grade or whatever? Well, the craziest thing is that it's 25 years later, and you're using the same technology for your pools. Yeah, but no, we don't probably do the source of That's probably the source of our, our biggest fights. Yeah, off, we had a lot of fights. Podcast fights. We had a lot of fights. Yeah. Because you insist on using the most antiquated methods of, like, your pools, where people have to, like, send you personal emails with their picks. Instead of just using, like, you know, pre-made ta- forms. It, it works, because in everyone's pick, there's a mistake, or there's something. Like, there's always a follow-up needed. So this is very boring for anyone listening, but... All right, okay, so we've decided to bring a guest here, because, to be honest, I really only watch uh, Big Ten basketball during the regular season, so I don't know, like, what the hell's going on with, like, UCLA and Oregon, other than really high-profile things, like, you know, when, when somebody's dad is tweeting about how his, player, his son's only going to go to the Lakers. He also, just say, he also just said that his dad just said he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one in his prime. Who? Ball? Ball dad. Bonzo, just now. Bonzo's dad said that? Yeah, just now, yeah. Well, he already said he's better than Steph Curry, so yeah, why limit yourself? Mm-hmm. No, he said that he, the dad, could beat LeBron. Oh, 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 Mr. Ball. Mr. Ball. Uh, what's his first name? Oh, Mr. Ball, who today said he wants a family shoe deal for a billion dollars. A billion. All right. Okay, we're, we're, let's let's bring our guest on first. So mm-hmm. we, our guest sure. is a longtime listener, uh, Michigan State we're alum, so I think. Zach Brooks, is that correct? Are you a Michigan State alum? Yeah, I graduated in uh, 07 from Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, because yeah, you were talking a bit, a bit of smack to me on uh, on Friday <laughs> when uh, Michigan State was playing Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, that uh, that didn't work out too well, but you know we still beat two out of three against Minnesota, and we made the tournament, which uh, I'm happy with that. So I like that he graduated 07, Chester. A lot of these like RIGP people, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I uh, <laughs> I'm 24 and I. Uh, yeah. 
Well, we met across paths because my wife graduated from Michigan in 07, but, uh, and I lived in Ann Arbor for her senior year of college, but I made my way to East Lansing a time or two for a, uh, a festive engagement. Yeah, I actually saw you tagged uh, Kiva on something on Facebook, and I saw that we had a, like a random mutual friend who I went to high school with. So, in the oh, small okay. world. Just one. <laughs> yeah, just one. All right. So, so Zach, uh, you're a Michigan State guy, but, uh, but hopefully you've watched a little more college basketball than us, so you can uh, provide a little more color as we discuss uh, a bunch of the teams nationally. So why don't we jump right into it? We're going to start. Uh, so the pool of pools, which, of course, uh, I don't think Zach you're a member of, but Akiva and I are sharing a entry in the pool of pools. The pool of pools for March, all 63 games of the tournament, you have to pick against the spread. Is that correct, Akiva? No, that's what you wanted to do. Oh, that, wait. I thought that... Wait, are you see. I thought that was the whole argument we had today. That, wait, that's what I wanted? I thought that's what you wanted. No. I, I, uh, this is going to be so boring for anybody who's not... No, I said it's a survivor pool where you have to go 500 every day to advance. Are you drunk? Oh, so it is against the spread? We have like spread. a four-hour fight about this this morning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. It is against the spread, but you have to stop picking based on your performance on previous days. Correct. Which you I mean, hated, but it's not for now. Nobody, nobody cares. The bottom line is it's, it's picking all the games of the tournament against the spread, except that you stop at a certain point, whatever. Yeah, that's and like, for some people, that's one day, but yes. Well, most certainly for us, that's going to be one day, because let me just peruse the total overall standings. Oh, in the yeah. Pool We're, it goes, scroll Scrolling down. Down, to the down, 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 down. Third to last, Wiener Chester. Yeah. We're really, we're we're really in the hot seat. We were dead last after January, so we've jumped to uh, third to last after February. Yeah, so so, by, so that's betting at this point spread. in like seven years we'll break the top ten. Right, and the other pools we have, um, this isn't pitching because you can't join them. There, this one sold out. But the, the your favorite pool that we do all year probably that I ran for many years and I, you've taken it over. I'm still in it. Is the players pool? Explain the play, players pool to Zach. Uh, players pool very simple. Uh, we dra- we have a snake draft. We have eleven people in it this year, which is really the cap. You can do ten or eleven. Uh, everybody picks six teams in the tournament, you know, so that's a total of 66 teams. Two teams will go undrafted. And then um, once you finish, you and your team of six, you then choose two players from each of those teams. So you got a roster of 12 guys, and you very simply you add up the points scored by your 12 players during all the games of the tournament. What do you so think, it's Zach? like you have a fantasy team. Yeah, it's like an NCAA yeah, tournament fantasy team. Yeah. I got yeah. the 10th pick in the draft, which is very bad. Um, my, my best team is – who's my best team? Uh, Oregon. Not good. So you get all the players on that team. Well, no, you get no, you get two, two, you players. Pick two, two players, guys. The top two scores, basically. Oh, two players. Okay. Oh, I see. yeah. Okay. No, my favorite pool, Akiva, would have to be. So you do your four and one NCAA pool, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of those four is an NCAA Survivor pool, which I have won at least a share of first place three consecutive years. Yes. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That's that's my main source of income at this point. Yeah, I mean, last year there was eighty-seven people in it. And you tied for the win. The year before, there was probably 70. The year before, there was probably 60. Right. Twice you've tied, a two-way tie, and once you won outright. Um, that is, you know, the odds of that are literally one in a trillion. Um, All right. So there's a lot of pressure on me. A lot of pressure on you win four years in a row. But, yeah, that's, if anybody wants to join that, that's the only one. That's still open. You could, uh, that's yeah, bracket, uh, survivor, uh, wins pool, where you pick one team per seed, like one one seed, one two seed, one three seed, and then a um, confidence, confidence pool, pool where you you rank, you rank all the games, like 16, 15. Anyway, let's get into, the, let's get into actually um, talking about each of the Thursday and Friday games. I was going to say, have you guys done a Calcutta pool? What's that? I'm, I'm invited to one of those this year. And basically, you auction draft teams, and mm. it's all real money. So you auction with what you want to pay for the teams. And there's payout for, like, lowest seed to advance, biggest upset. Like, it's not just the winner. There's, like, kind of sounds great. Or eight. 
I already like yeah, it. It's, it's something tell you me if, totally do. Zach, tell well, me if I have a gambling problem. Because like Chester is just going to no, spend that, $10,000 okay, on that's what's, Tell me if... Tell me if I have a gambling problem. I did a Calcutta pool for the home run derby <laughs> with, with, with super fan Robbie and a couple other guys. Yeah, where we drafted, we drafted all the players in the, in the home run derby. You could you could bet as much you could bid as much as you wanted. It was real cash. You throw it into the pot, and the, and the winner took the whole thing. Well, but in theory, you could buy all eight players. Yeah, I mean, it'd be stupid because then you're not winning anything because then you have the whole pot, right? Right, but I mean. Then you 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 paid one hundred percent and you're guaranteed to win your That's, own money back. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, there's no there's no maximum. So, I, I just it seems like a weird pool if the like. But the that's how like when you, if you money. play poker, if you play, if you play poker at a casino, it's no limit. Like, yeah, if a guy has deeper pockets than you, you know, it's bad luck for you. Right, you but pockets. but you know, going into like each hand, how much money everybody has at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. By the yeah, way, yeah, when people, we played yeah, poker can. in high school, like we were like super early adapters. Like we played pre. Moneymaker, we would like sign, you know, right away for like ESPN VHSs of the World Series of Poker final tables. So we could watch them, um, and uh, we didn't realize that when you play poker, like you couldn't just put more money on the table. Wait a second. So in the middle of a hand, you have a good hand, and so you just like buy in for another hundred. Buy bucks? more chips. We would buy more That's chips. Ridiculous. We, we didn't know that. We didn't know that we right away. So What's one time there was there was. Uh, two guys uh, who clearly each had the nuts. It was Chicago, so there's like a high and a, it was like high low, essentially. Yeah. And wait, is it Chicago? What's the game where you, where you, where we're, the pot is split? One person gets the highest spade. I'm yeah, like, that's, Chicago. that's Chicago. Highest spade yeah, yeah. In, the hole, in the hole. Yeah. Very stupid yeah. game because there's like it's an actual idiotic. Like, yeah, you get an ace. So of I have the ace of spades, and then so and dumb. then a second guy had had like a like an unbeatable like nuts full house. And then a third guy had like two pairs in the king of spades and was an idiot. And we literally, <laughs> the only reason why we stopped, like there's no incentive for either of us to ever stop betting according to the rules of putting well, more money you in the hand. especially if you have an ace, yeah. <laughs> the only reason we stopped is because the room ran out of money. Like I, you know, I, I was like going around to everyone in the room saying like, trust me, you'll get this back in two minutes. Just, you know, give me like the 20 bucks in your wallet. And literally the room ran out of money at a certain point. And that's when the hand ended, and the guy lost like $160 or something in the hand. Yeah, today you could just start Venmoing each other, and yeah, the guy would lose like thousands of dollars. Oh, it would have been insane. Um, yeah. But, um... The, okay, you know, so we have gambling problems. We've established that. Sure, sure. Okay, so we're going to start in the East Bracket. Um, we're going we're gonna to discuss each game, uh, what Akiva and I are going to collectively pick for our pool of pools against the spread. And if we disagree, uh, Zach, you will be the voice of reason, and, and hopefully... Uh, Resolve our disagreements, and even if we the... pick, if if we both pick the same team and you don't agree, feel free to sound yeah. up. Yeah, I'll argue. Do you, are you guys picking the playing games? Yeah, we can start with the playing games. Pools? I mean, those uh, not, start not in the pool of pools, but we could talk about them. Yeah. Okay, so Mount Saint Marys against New Orleans. I assume I think Saint Marys is, is favored. Is that correct? Yeah, they come from the worst conference. Yeah, I see. Um, oh no, New Orleans is favored by one and a half. It's one and a half. So New Orleans. Yeah, so let's take the points because uh, I think five thirty eight thought that Mount Saint Marys was the favorite. I like New Orleans, the privateers. Uh, Mount Saint Marys comes from a garbage conference. Those teams never win anything. Yeah, I really know nothing except uh, I trust five thirty eight. So I feel like if they're picking the team that's the underdog, you should take the points. No. Yeah, it, it's one point. All right, Zach, you have any uh, commentary I here? Take the, one and a half points. Dispute. I take it. All right. Nice, Zach's on my side. All right, and then the other one tomorrow I think is uh, Wake Forest against K State. Is that correct? Yep. If we really had gambling yeah, problems, yeah. we'd go over the CBI games. What about, like, who do you like between Canisius and Samford? <laughs> and Wake Forest and K-State, that's also one-point spread. 
And yeah, I don't know anything about either one of those teams. Yeah, and the truth is we don't need to do the playing games. I would pick Wake, but um, there's actually a fun fact there's a lot of Wake in like our pools. There's a lot of Wake Forest people. Yeah. So then, so then strategically, you should pick Kansas State. Probably. I'm assuming it's like a toss up game. Well, no, because if they're Wake Forest fans, they probably know their team. They're probably like Jets fans, and they probably bet against their school. No, but it's the same way. So I'm in like I'm in like a big uh, March Madness pool, which is all Michigan people. Mm-hmm. So the key is you like it's just strategically you have to bet against the Big Ten teams, especially Michigan, because everybody like my wife and all of her sorority sisters who are in this pool are all picking Michigan to go to the, at least the Elite Eight. So you know you're not going to win by picking that because there's right. too many people doing. Yeah, it. I give this you speech every year, but it's worth saying if you're in a um, if you're in a, a pool that has you know more than twenty people. Then or thirty people, like you need to pick strategically. Like even if you think that you know Villanova is going to win the championship, if there's a hundred people in your pool, there's thirty five people picking Villanova. So even if you get lucky and you pick the right team to win the title, you have a one in thirty five chance even then of winning your pool. So it makes so much sense in a pool of a hundred people or more to go with you know pick a team that has a reasonable chance of winning that you might be the only one or one of three or four people. Like, uh, you know, like a Duke or, or not Duke this year, but like a UCLA or a Kentucky or somewhere out of the, you know, the bottom right region where, you know, you Minnesota. might, you might get lucky and be the only person or one of two people who picks that team to win it. Yeah. All right. So let's start in the East. We have Villanova against whoever wins that playing game. We don't know what the spread is yet. So do, are we counting it for pool of pools or how you're going to send that out later? What are you doing? For that yeah, game. I'll send that out later. Well, I, I like that All we're right. getting into the nitty-gritty of, of absolute nonsense. And okay, fine. Technically fine, fine. So we'll skip ahead. Um, the 8-9 matchup is Wisconsin against Virginia Tech. I've seen a lot of Wisconsin this year. I was very impressed early. I was very unimpressed late. Uh, they're five-and-a-half-point favorites. They haven't beat anybody in the last month and a half, except, you know, they, they beat Minnesota their last regular season game. So to me, I say let's take the points, uh, V-Tech. I, yeah, it, it, going to my head, I think Wisconsin maybe wins the game, but that's a big spread, five and a half. I would probably pick Virginia Tech there. What it's about crazy because six weeks ago, Wisconsin would have been a three seed, at least maybe even a two seed. Yeah, and now they barely look like they belong in the tournament. Yeah, Zach, explain. You're a Big Ten guy. What has happened to Wisconsin? Yeah, I mean, they just – they uh, they lost to Michigan State recently, which was uh, a really oh. good win for us and probably got us into the tournament, but – um, I don't know. They've they've gone cold the last few months of the season, and uh, they should have been seated higher than an eight seed. When I saw that they were an eight seed last night, I was pretty worried with Michigan State on the bubble that uh, but, Big Ten was going to get no respect. Yeah, but the, so. but the, but like the the committee is known to take recency into effect. They said this year they weren't. They gave an interview and said recency does not factor. Well, then there's no way to explain. Minnesota got the second highest seed in the Big Ten, and Minnesota, you know, I'm a fan, but they're they're not a very good team. It's just that they won eight games in a row, you know, to end the regular season. Yeah, I think they, they, just, they, just, they mix those up or something. I think that Wisconsin should be where Minnesota is. Yeah, I mean, on a neutral court, I could see Minnesota beating Wisconsin, but yeah, I think Wisconsin's the better team and has a much more likely chance of advancing in this tournament. Although, whoever wins this game, uh, Nova will kill them the next round. But So, Akiva and I are in agreement we're going to pick VTech for pool of pools. Is that right? Yeah. Excuse me, we're going to pick Wisconsin. Yeah, we're no, picking VTech yeah, plus five and a half. No Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm, I'm causing. I think Virginia Tech's going to win straight up too. Yeah, so do I. I pick. I'm, yeah, so that's why I'm shocked. Five and a half is quite a lot for an eight, eight nine matchups. Usually have a spread of two and a half or lower. Yeah. So yeah, may, Wisconsin does have some veteran guys. Though. I mean, Nigel Hayes and Ethan Happ and uh, Koenig. Those guys are Koenig. All, yeah. I mean, I, I can't stand any of those guys. So yeah, um, you know, they, they could cause some noise. I could see them making a run, but um, they've been cold lately. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now we have a uh, UNC William. Wilmington against Virginia. 
We know that a 5-12 matchup will go to the 12, one of them. Uh, most people are assuming, of course, that it's Middle Tennessee against Minnesota. This is a 5-12 matchup, and Virginia is favored by 7.5, Keeve. Uh, Virginia often doesn't score 7 points in a half, so that seems like a big spread for a team that wins games like 48-44 to 44 usually, doesn't it? Yeah, this could be one of the more boring games. It's the second game of the entire tournament. Um, it, you know, you might get off... The first game is Princeton-Notre Dame um, on Thursday, which, to me... You know, you, you get off the tournament to an ex- Anytime an Ivy League team wins, it's exciting. Uh, and, like, get, when you get to root against Notre Dame, it's doubly exciting. Because sometimes... Well, see, just... that's why. Because, yeah, the, the Ivy League teams are so obnoxious and all, like, the reporters root for them. And, you know, like, the white privileges. But then they're playing Notre Dame. And yeah. I think the, the can... tournament did that on purpose. So that it's sort of, you know, you can't... It's not like you can root for one team against the Ivy League because mm. you, they're likable. Because Notre Dame, obviously, not likable at all. Well, that's what I liked about when Cornell was good those two years. Because, like, Cornell, it's like, yeah, there's not that much privilege. <laughs> well, I mean, like, relative to Harvard and Princeton, that's true. I'm saying it's I'm, like I'm, I'm yeah. glad the Ivy League, by the way, finally went to the uh, to the conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, it was the wrong year because it would have been a travesty if Princeton didn't make it because they were 14 yeah, in the conference. But yeah, but you know, it it, it, it makes there's something to play for. Otherwise, yeah, you're 14 0, which means you clinch it when you're like 10 and 0. And, you know, right, there, about, there's uh, so I, many like the bad teams in the Ivy are like the first teams in the whole country basically eliminated. Yeah. All right, okay, so we are taking uh, UNC, we're taking the points yet again, right? Uh, yeah, seven is a lot. I'd definitely take Wilmington's points here. Okay, so now let's go to Florida against East Tennessee State. This is a 10-point spread for the, for the four-seed Florida against the 13-seed East Tennessee State. Yeah, I think East Tennessee State is looking at them. They're, they're a team that's typically like a 14-seed or a strong 15-seed. Um, I actually kind of like Florida in the points here. I think they might blow them out. Wait, weren't they weren't they the ones who won as a 15 seed last year? Yeah, they that was uh, no, that, that was, was uh, Middle Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, Middle Tennessee. Oh, that's the one the golfers are playing yeah. shit. All Tennessees look the same to Chester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, Akiva, give me one fact about either East Tennessee State University or Middle Tennessee University. I mean, East Please. Tennessee is the Bucks. Middle Tennessee is the I'm forgetting their nicknames. Which right one now. has a more eastern campus geographically? I'm assuming eastern. <laughs> Well, the reason I ask that is because in Michigan, as Zach knows, Eastern Michigan is. Shh, hold on. What, 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 Jen, take him away. Go in your crib. Why can't you have water? What is going on? Sorry, I'm gonna have to edit this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Why okay, is your wife not watching this kid after her flower day? <laughs> All right, should we discuss that on the podcast for a second? Oh yeah, we gotta discuss it. All right, um, my wife took a full day course today zach uh the topic of her course was flower arranging oh that sounds like something did, that i would did you know that that was an activity i mean yeah like uh like florists do that <laughs> my wife is not a florist she's a physician well I maybe she could be a florist someday second career <laughs> i literally um i guess after she kills you she probably won't be eligible to, for like you know some the medical board anymore she probably have to become a, a florist but it starts selling flowers i think like if chester i messaged chester I'm like could you help me with something he's like i'm at the pool with my kid and I, I said like don't you have like a wife and a nanny and your wife's on maternity leave still and and he's like yeah well the nanny has two of the kids and my wife is at this flowers course like I mean, this is absurd, Chester. you got to get this situation did, under control. Can I tell you the cost of this course? It's, so it's a week-long course for $1,800. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, now, my wife, to her credit, is not completely insane. She only went for one day and spent $130. Yeah. 
That's a really good deal. How come it costs more if you go for the whole week? Yeah, well, I I, I didn't really question her. She math. must have gone yeah. for half a day or something like that. I don't know. She can't get a bunch of if you do the whole week or something. Yeah, she well, she got a book, so I'm gonna try and sell that book on Amazon. See how much I can recoup. <laughs> oh my god, eighteen hundred dollars. It's a nice looking book. It's got uh, pretty pictures of flowers. All right, okay. So back to the tournament. So Florida fa- ten point favorite against East Tennessee State. What are we doing here, Akiva? I have no I have no comment, no opinion. Yeah, um, Zach, what do you think we should do? I mean, I you know, Middle Tennessee State brings up terrible memories. It's Middle Tennessee State, not Middle Tennessee. It's like the okay. Michigan. Yeah, but this is East Tennessee State. Right. I, I feel like East Tennessee State is going to be the Middle Tennessee State of this year, and uh, so, so you're picking them to win outright against Florida. No, I think Florida's going to win, but uh, yeah. But you you, you think we should happen. take the points? Yeah, yeah, it could happen. Okay, so are we taking the points, Kiva? Are we, are we not picking a favorite yet in this East in this East bracket? I mean, so. The thing, the thing about Middle Tennessee State is they didn't play anybody all year. They didn't play a team in the top twenty-five. East Tennessee State. East Tennessee State. They didn't so play a team in the top twenty-five. Why did the tournament let both these teams in? I'm no, sorry. It's, it's if, really is ridiculous. They should have been. They could meet up in the finals. I think they're I on understand. opposite sides of the bracket. <laughs> what a party that would be in uh, Nashville and Knoxville, and I don't know. Yeah. Middle. So East Tennessee State. They lost to Furman by thirteen. They've been playing well as of late. They lost to UNC Greensboro, who's in the NIT. Uh, twice. I mean, they really don't have like a, ooh, like we could point to that matchup and see how they're going to do. They came close against Tennessee, who didn't beat Florida. That's like their only real common opponent. Uh, I'm going to go with Florida at minus 10. All right. I don't have a strong opinion. All right. Now, SMU is the sixth seed against the winner of Providence USC. Obviously, we don't know yet, know yet so we'll put a pin in that one. Uh, Baylor, the three seed against New Mexico State, the 14 seed. I am never impressed by Baylor. And, you know, again, I haven't seen... You, I heard that you're very impressed with their off-the-field activities. You're just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how their coach is, 14 years later, throwing under the bus a murder victim player on his team. Yeah, well, the former coach, but yeah. Yeah, but, he, but, but now he's a coach at some Christian university, actually, which is, you know, kind of ironic given his... Just for people who don't remember the story, uh, I don't remember their names, but Baylor, one of the guys Dennehy. on the team... Dennehy. Yeah, murdered another player on the team, and then the coach was caught on camera planning on he the coach had been paying the tuition or giving some kind of illegal kickbacks to the murdered player and because he didn't want to get caught and possibly cost both himself and uh, the program he was caught on camera secretly planning on lying and saying that the murder victim the way he had got his money is he had been selling drugs quote to all the white kids on campus end quote so he there's a little racial uh, you know offensiveness mixed in there as well and even though he was caught on campus planning this lie to cover his own ass he continues 14 years later to insist on this lie about a uh, a murdered player. So yeah, classy organization they have in Baylor. So I don't care what I don't care. I'm picking a Baylor, a New Mexico State plus 12. So Baylor six and five in their last 11. But Baylor they destroyed uh, you they guys, gonna... Zach. Yeah, but it was, that was, that was four months ago. They killed, the they crushed Oregon. They beat Louisville on a neutral court. They ripped Xavier. Like, they have some okay. really impressive and, and what and what, did, and what did they do since they got into uh, conference play? I mean, listen, they got swept by Kansas. That's not, you know, two, in two close games. That's not exactly an embarrassment. They lost to Iowa State, who's in the tournament, by three. They lost to Kansas State. That's not a bad team, by six. And they lost, they had one bad loss. They lost to Texas Tech. I mean, it's not like they've been getting killed by bad teams. All right, so 12, 12 points. You want to you want to give the points against New Mexico State. This is just a great upset to root for. It'll destroy a lot of people in Survivor, which obviously is my interest because I'm going for a back to back to back to back victory in Survivor. 
we, I mean, the the thing about first of all, New Mexico State's not exactly some Cinderella, you know. It's a it's a weird year. Also, there's not a lot of mid majors because there was only there's only two mid majors um, who are at larges and they're playing each other. That's the St. Mary's VCU game. So yeah. there's way less mid majors than normal. Wichita um, State got completely shafted. Yeah, Wichita State again got got messed up. Yeah. Um, Baylor. I'm gonna. Baylor I'm gonna go has with a Baylor lot of size. Baylor's got a lot of size. They got a lot of big men, but yeah, they're always huge. I'm gonna go with Baylor. You don't want to. T- you don't want to grab these points. Come on, let's root for an upset. No, there's a reason they're giving you the points because Baylor. I mean, Baylor's killed some good teams. They're gonna beat Mexico State. All right, Zach. What do you think? Twelve points. Should I mean, I take the pick? points. I think it'd be right. more fun. And uh, I, I think Baylor's gonna lose to SMU in the next round, anyways. Yeah, a lot of people are really high in SMU. Yeah, I watched them this weekend. They're really good. Okay, so Akiva, are we going with Zach? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah, Zach is our tiebreaker. Okay, good. All right. A lot of uh, So we're rooting for a lot of upsets here in the uh, eastern bracket. And then uh, we have South Carolina against Marquette. Yeah, so South Carolina, this is you know pretty controversial. Sorry. South Carolina's at home. One and a half point spread. Yeah, they're at home. Uh, I think on a neutral court, I'd probably pick Marquette, but they're gonna have they're gonna have the crowd. They're gonna have the refs. I, I, I like South Carolina here. So why why is the seven seed with the home crowd only a one and a half point favorite? Well, because Marquette's a better team. But nevertheless, you wanna you wanna give that one and a half? Yeah, because I think I th- I, I I you know I think the home crowd is really gonna matter here. All right. Okay. You don't I mean, Marquette's going to have nobody there, and South Carolina's going to have the whole building. It's, it's... Oh, you don't think people from Wisconsin are traveling? You know, you told me they Maybe. don't have any money in Wisconsin. Maybe the 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 Wisconsin fans, the Marquette fans, all chip in together. They're both, you know. Although I guess they, they would save to go to wherever the east uh, where the east regional finals are because they wouldn't meet until that point. All right, fine. And then we have Duke against Troy. Obviously, rooting for Duke to lose to somebody you've never heard of is a is a March tradition. <laughs> Eighteen and a half point spread. My prediction is that Troy will be down by like three at the half, and everybody will get really pumped, and then Duke will win by twenty. I mean, Troy beating Duke would be glorious. It's not yeah. going to happen. I think. I think Chester's scenario. If Chashevsky lost, I mean, this is a two fifteen. I think the greatest thing at this, like we've been around the block for a long time, Chester. Like we've seen almost everything that could happen in sports. Finally, got your first like, uh, you know, crazy Super Bowl comeback this year, first overtime Super Bowl game. There's very little we haven't seen. But the one sixteen, the one sixteen is really the one thing out there that we haven't seen, and it, but if we could get Coach K losing as a one sixteen, I feel like no, there's no reason to watch any more sports after that. Yeah, but Duke's a two though. I I, well, I said that. I'm saying, but yeah. that ultimately, oh, yeah. Yeah. like that should be our goal. Because we've seen Duke lose as a two before. If we, I mean, if we could get if we could get Coach K ever to lose as a one, I, I really I really don't think you could top that as a sports fan. <laughs> you live to hundred yeah. years old. You're not going to see anything better than that. No, that, Coach that K walking off the court, and then like you got to turn on ESPN News for like the post game press conference if he loses because it's always a delight. Yeah. All right. So what's the bottom line with this spread though? What are we doing? Uh, I, they're gonna kill Troy. I'm, I'm taking the. I'm taking the. I'm taking half. eighteen and a half in Duke. All right. Okay. Yeah. So let's. Uh, all right. So let let's uh, move down to the West now, in the lower left hand corner of your bracket. We have speaking of the one versus the sixteen, Gonzaga who. You know, sort of like St. Joseph's that season when they were undefeated, although, of course, Gonzaga's not undefeated anymore. And especially given Gonzaga's record in the tournament, especially when they're a high seed, nobody's really expecting anything from them. And South Dakota State always seems to have a good offense. I think they have a guy, Mike Dom, who scores like 25 points a game or something like that, mm-hmm. if I recall from my research for the uh, players' pool. So 
this is a, you know, I'm not going to say that Gonzaga is going to lose this game, but I would like to say it's a 22-point spread, which is the biggest spread, I think, in the first round. I say let, let, let's take those points. Let's see Mike Dom put up 30. Yeah, I also think it might be Mark Few's destiny to lose as a one seed. I mean, he's such yeah. a bad coach. I really, more than anything, uh, bet coaches in the tournament. That's why I had Zach's uh, Spartans winning the title last year, even though I hate them. Because I, I just Wait, thought, why, do you, why do you hate Michigan State? Yeah, what would we do? I don't know. They're just, I don't know. I feel like as a UConn fan, like they beat us, and you guys are always like, beat us. They're very, I find them very unlikable. Be, yeah. I, since like the, yeah, so, I, I, I never okay. bought the Flint guys, and uh, I just I was no, never on. into. I was you know what? When I was a kid, I was not a Mateen Cleaves guy. Okay, Mateen was, Cleaves graduated 15 years ago. I was anti. Um, well, listen, I'm I'm not a Johnny Come Lately. I've been here. I've been around the block a bunch of times. Most college coaches, both football and basketball, are such distasteful, horrible human beings yeah. for one reason or another. I, and Tom Izzo is definitely on that list. No, you, what, what can you, you can't say anything negative about Tom Izzo. Yeah. He's friends with Steve Mariucci. Yeah. That, that's the <laughs> ultimate, like, people forget, right? No. First of all, people the worst guy in the entire... Talking about him. Everybody always, like, oh, he's friends with guy Steve Mariucci. in the whole NBA. Aren't they both, you, aren't they both Youpers? Yeah, they, they were, were, they were right? roommates yeah. in, uh, in northern Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Worst guy so in the whole NBA Zach, is from Michigan Zach, you're State. you're from Michigan, right? Yeah, I grew up like five miles from Michigan State. Oh, for, okay. So I, I'm looking at my gloves. So you're like underneath the pinky sort of or the ring finger? No, I'm like – well, no, I'm like right in the middle. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to show my Michigan bona fides. Zach, are you, are you a Draymond guy? Oh, yeah. I, I love – although my friend, uh, she went to Nebraska and she was comparing Draymond for MSU is kind of like how Sue has been for Nebraska where like – he was great when he was there, and now he's got kind of, like, this reputation. But I still love Draymond. But didn't Draymond just cut a check for, like, four million bucks or something like that? Yeah, he like gave that? us a ton of I mean, yeah. And, yeah. like, I don't know. I defend him. But What's us? Do you get some of that money? No, but our athletic program does. And I graduated. Now that Ra- By the way, us. now that Randolph, now that Zach Randolph's pretty much done, there's really, you know, Denzel has been terrible this year for the Bulls. There, there's really not, there's really no Michigan State guys in the league. Gary Harris is shooting like forty six percent for the Nuggets. Yeah, Gary Harris is having okay. Yeah, but you, I would have thought there's a lot more than than what there is right now. Miles Bridges will be there next year. Bryn Forbes is the fifteenth man on the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. All right. So have we decided? So Gonzaga, South Dakota State. Do we want to take these twenty two points, or are we being silly? Yeah, you take that. Yeah, no, twenty two. Yeah, Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga is a weird team because they're big, and most yeah. of the good teams are built around their guards, and they have crappy yeah. guards. I mean, better than usual, obviously, but. It doesn't uh, yeah. matter that much because Gonzaga's losing in the next round. The problem is oh, who they're going to lose to. We'll get Ooh, to that. Vanderbilt? No, no well, yeah. well, let's get there. But yeah, South Dakota, let's let's mark down South Dakota State and let's keep going. Okay, so Northwestern Vanderbilt is a pick em. Other than the fact that every single annoying sports journalist went to Northwestern. Like, Northwestern is a garbage team, okay? They made the tournament because they got a couple of very lucky wins, which is impressive. And uh, if you're a Northwestern fan, you know, whatever, good for you. You made the tournament finally. But, like, they are the worst Big Ten team in the tournament. And they're going to get killed by Vanderbilt. Yeah, I agree. I don't. Zach thinks they're going to the Sweet 16. They had a good non-conference. Uh, I think that they came into the Big Ten with a pretty good record. Did they impress you in any of their wins? They beat Maryland pretty bad. Yeah, but Maryland, Maryland? Maryland, Maryland and Wisconsin were the two paper Tigers. And I guess Northwestern, except I don't even think they're a Tiger. Those were the two like high-profile teams that just did not impress me. Like Purdue was impressive, you know. Well, Purdue was actually really the only team that was impressed in the Big Ten this year. And then, of course, they oh, lost in the tournament. We'll get so, to yeah, yeah, it's just been, it's been a down year all around for the Big Ten. You know, you, you have a lot of sort of average teams who can make the tournament, but nobody good. I, I just, I really don't think Northwestern is good. So, Akiva and I are agreeing. We're both definitely picking Vanderbilt here. 
I think I think Northwestern is going to go one of two ways. They could be just happy to be there and like just flame out in the first round, or they could be really fired up that they're there and, and make a little bit of a run, which is what I think is going to happen. I'm shocked that Vanderbilt isn't favored. Yeah, do you have any good info on Vanderbilt? Or is, it, is this just purely an anti-Northwestern pick, which is what it is for me? No, I mean, I, 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 this is an anti... I watch very little SEC this year. This is really... Uh, this is really an anti-Northwestern pick, but I mean, listen, Vandy's not a great team. They got destroyed by Marquette. They lost by double digits to Butler. They got destroyed by Middle Tennessee. Like, absolutely. They, I think Gonzaga, as the one seed, has the most favorable of all the one seeds. They me. definitely do. If they're good, they're going to they're gonna be in the Elite Eight without blinking. Yeah. Vanderbilt also has the most losses for any at-large team ever. They have 15 losses. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State, State had, has what, 14? They had 14, and so they had yeah. the record for like 10 minutes until Vanderbilt yeah. was announced. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, we're both taking Vanderbilt. Notre Dame against Princeton. I think we both already said we're going to take Princeton, right? Because we hate Notre Dame even more. Yeah, it's not fun to root for Notre Dame. Yeah. Again, not you know what? You know, but the seven is not a lot of points. Honestly, I, I'm going to send this to Zach. I want to take Notre Dame in this game. I'm going to root for Princeton, but, I mean, Notre Dame... Yeah, seven points is not a lot. I, again, I think part of that is because, sort of, people just tend to always pick the Ivy League team. I mean, Princeton them. was undefeated in the Ivy League. So they're not, like, they're, you know, they're they're not one of these, like, fluke teams that just gets in. But preseason, they, they didn't exactly set the world on fire. They lost to Lehigh. Uh, you know, they lost to VCU by double digits. They're in the tournament. They lost to Monmouth. That's a really good team that's not in the tournament. St. Joe's... They have not lost in 2017, which is impressive. Yeah. My brother's a student there, for what it's worth. I feel like Notre Dame has had, a, like, they've they've had good teams for the last few years, and I think they have a lot of guys that have been there forever. So Yeah, but they've, but they've disappointed in the tournament. They I mean, have. They've, they've but... made the second weekend, but I just feel like they've never really done what you're expecting them to do. Yeah. I don't actually have a 12-5 uh, upset in any of my brackets. So wow. Not even Minnesota. Was, no, I think if I was going to pick one, I would pick Princeton, but I don't. I don't know. I trust Notre Dame. I think they're going to get it done. All right. So fine. So we're gonna we're gonna give the seven points for Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we have Bucknell, who is always a rival of uh, my uh, alma mater, Penn, on the football field. Don't know a lot about them in basketball. They're thirteen and a half point underdogs to West Virginia. From the little I know of West Virginia, that seems like a lot. But again, I know nothing about Bucknell. So oddly, we just talked about a team that lost to Lehigh. They lost to Lehigh twice. Their other losses are Loyola, Maryland, Loyola, Maryland, not Marymount. Marymount? Oh, not Maryland. Loyola of Maryland. Uh, Princeton by two. Uh, Siena, Butler, and Wake Forest, two tournament teams. So pretty respectable schedule. They beat Vandy, Bucknell. Vandy State. Every team in the country is going to beat Vandy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Bucknell, Princeton rematch, and then Bucknell, It's, it's 13 and a half. Yeah, 13.5 is too much. I'm, I'm going to go with Bucknell here. I will say 538 has West Virginia as a 90% favorite, which is, you know, like a 2 Yeah, I think West Virginia is going to win, but 13.5 is a lot of points to cover. Bucknell's going to turn the ball over like 25 times. Okay, all right. Now uh, let's get to Maryland Xavier. That's another Big Ten team that I saw and was totally unimpressed with. Uh, you know, I've ranted about this before. It, it annoys me that Maryland and Rutgers are even in the Big Ten, you know, and that they're having their conference tournament in place like Washington, D.C., but that's another story. Xavier. I was fine only... with that. Well, it was convenient for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it makes no sense. The Big Ten is supposed to be a Midwestern, you know, conference. And anyways, the point is, Maryland Xavier is basically a toss-up, and I am definitely taking those two points and riding Xavier. Well, I'm interested to hear what Zach has to say about the Big East, because I do think the Big East teams, there's going to be like a million of them in the second weekend, or there's going to be like zero. And I I just don't know how good the conference is. 
it was like a yeah, bloodbath, so, and they're just killing each other. But what do you think, Zach? I mean, yeah, I think that you know, there's a lot of teams that are just kind of about the same level in the Big East, and uh, definitely. I mean, I think I, I, I don't know. I think I picked Xavier to win this. I feel like they've just been kind of hanging around all year. Uh, and Maryland's been disappointing in the tournament the last few years, but Mello Trimble is really good, and uh, this could be his last game, so he can go out pretty hot. You know, people talk a lot in football about how the problem is because you have these polls even before the season starts, and so teams get, like, this unfair advantage, or conversely, teams that start, you know, outside the polls, no matter how well they do, they have an unfair disadvantage. And it's also true in college basketball. Now, in college basketball, it doesn't matter because the polls don't make any difference. You're going to make the tournament, and you're going to win or lose. But Maryland is just another example. Maryland was in the top 25 until, like, two weeks ago, and it was totally – it was based on November. They had two losses until a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know, but they'll – I'm saying they were good in the in the non-conference part of the schedule, but in the second half of the Big Ten schedule, they were losing to everybody. And yet, they like, they dropped from, like, 14 to 18 to 24, but then they were, like, sticking around the top 25. There's no way Maryland's one of the best 25 teams in the country. I don't think they should be a six seed. I think that Wisconsin should be a higher seed than them. I would argue yeah. Michigan. Michigan, why is Michigan, why is Michigan having just won the Big Ten tournament, winning those four games in a row? Why are they only a seven seed? Xavier yeah. lost six games in a row, none of them close. Wait, just but, what did, Mar- a few weeks but ago. what did Maryland do? Maryland lost like six out of seven, didn't they, in February? I just I I I, don't, I mean there's just nothing on Xavier's you know resume that tells me that they're you know a, the type of Wait, team so that should you, be winning tournaments. So you, so you want to give two points and ride Maryland? Yeah, I mean I'm not so concerned with this two points. Um, yeah, I, 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 I so I say Xavier. All right, so Zach Baker tie. I have Xavier, but I'm kind of been convinced to take Maryland now. Wait, what happened? This is going in the wrong direction. I don't. I just thinking about it. I think Maryland's. You know, it's like the. I think Bill Simmons always says like whoever's got the best player on the court. Is going to win the series, and I think Maryland's going to have the best player or yeah. two on the court. So yeah, I agree. Okay, fine. So I've been overruled. All right. Uh, then we have a uh, Florida Gulf Coast, everybody's favorite uh, from a couple of years ago, obviously with all the crazy dunks and Dunk Coach City. Hot Wife. And yeah. they are playing Florida State. I think Florida State might be my dark horse to uh, make the Final Four out of this bracket. Well, they have a really, they have a really, you know, pretty nice looking bracket. Yeah. So they're twelve point favorites against Florida Gulf Coast. I feel like everybody's going to be banging on Florida Gulf Coast just because what they did two, three years ago. But do we know anything about them now? I think didn't somebody break a backboard or a rim or a shot clock or something on some ferocious dunk in like their conference championship? I think I saw that on Deadspin. Florida State doesn't have a lot of bad losses. They lost a uh, uh, Temple back in November, but since then, it's you know their losses are like the North Carolinas. Yeah, and, doesn't twelve seem low for for a solid three seed? I say let's give those points. Yeah, I agree. I have Florida Gulf Coast winning. I actually saw Florida Gulf the Coast game? winning. The game? Yeah, yeah. You think I, they're going to beat Florida State? Florida, can you name anything about Florida State? Zach, be honest here. If their former coach's wife wasn't really hot, would you still be picking <laughs> Florida Gulf Coast? Yeah, I, I uh, saw Florida Gulf Coast play Michigan State earlier this year, and they were pretty good. Uh, they almost okay. they almost beat us. We needed like a, a crazy shot clock air at the end of the game in order to, to beat Florida Gulf Coast. So, um I'm gonna ride Florida Gulf Coast. I I have the 11-14 matchup in the next round, which should oh, be those thrilling. are awesome. Yeah, uh, there's nothing better than when you have a guaranteed double-digit team in the Sweet 16. Yeah, it's also great for Survivor when you can all you know because it it makes like all of a sudden you have Survivor options that you didn't expect to have. You know, in like the in the third round or whatever. Okay, so Akiva, uh, I think we both said Florida State. Anyways, that was all right. Yeah. The by the way, uh, so I I was just Barstool Sports has this like kind of cool idea for uh, a pool if someone has a lot of money. Which is, I'm just reading this now. They have 
Anyone, you, everyone from 9 to 16, there's 32 people. Uh, all 32 of these are men. 31 white men and one black guy. Um, you get a, you had a 9, from 9 to 16, you like, you, there's a, you get a number and then like it's a draft. So you draft a team and then if that team makes the Sweet 16, you go to Vegas for the Sweet 16. Wait, like who pays for you to go to Vegas? Well, I, I mean, they have a sponsor that they're like a media company. I don't know. Just seems like if everyone puts in money, then like only the winners get to go to Vegas. Uh, Vegas during March Madness sounds terrible. I've, I've, no, the first weekend is a great time to go to Vegas, actually. Isn't it just like amateur hour? Like everybody goes there? I, I don't know. I've never been for March Madness. And also, I don't want to miss any well, games. Well, I'm, I'm an amateur and I went there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss any of the games. So that means I got to fly, what, like Wednesday afternoon to get there and then I'm not coming back till Monday. That's a long, long time to be in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Well, you miss the, you miss the first couple games. But yeah, I can't, I got there. It was pretty good. I had devised this foolproof system where you really couldn't, where basically you would pick, you, you know, you'd pick the spread or whatever it was in three games, right? Or I think I was actually taking money lines, if I'm not mistaken. You'd pick your winners for three games, and then you would parlay the reverse for all three. And the reason you do that is then the only way you can lose money is if you go one and two. Because if you go three and oh, you're going to win. If you go two and one, you're going to barely break it. You'll win. You'll break even, but, you know, you make a couple bucks. And then if you go oh and three, you win your parlay. The only way you lose is if you go one and two, basically. So that's what I would do each, like, every three hours. I would, like, bet on the next three games huh. like that. And you made money doing that? Well, very little. But it was. But the point is you couldn't lose. Again, the only way to lose is if you went one and two. Uh-huh. Right? So usually I go two and one, and I end up making, like, $8 in my bet or something. But yeah. I would go one that, and two. Yeah, but <laughs> at least that way you get action on everything. I've, yeah. I've mentioned on this podcast before, Chester, that I've never been to Vegas, right? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. You, you've missed the window, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I think we're too old now. I mean, what about, I would, I, what about for I our go 40th back. birthdays? You think we're too old at that point? Are you going with your wife? Are you going with your friends? No, I'm going, we, me and you, 40th birthdays. <laughs> I think the March Madness trip is when I went with your relative, my in-law, and my fantasy football league teammate, uh, Steam, and podcast listener. I mean, relative, I think that would be like, there's like six <laughs> degrees, but you went, with, you went with Steen what, for March Madness? Yeah, well, because Steen actually, I think he was comped. We stayed at Caesars, but we had a pretty nice room. I saw Jerry Jones a couple times. If your wife is getting away with these flower trips, I feel like we could get away with a Vegas trip. What about 35? How come the fives aren't like big birthdays until you're like 95? Yeah. Like how come – I was going to say. 25 is nothing. 35 is less than nothing. 45 is nothing. The way that you and I are living, the, to, to assume we're both going to make it to 40. No, I don't – I, 40, that's why I want to move it up to 35. 40 is definitely not a guarantee. I mean, maybe we'll get some listeners to help sponsor this trip and then we'll make it a reality. Okay. I mean, okay. birthdays so, aren't birthdays kind of suck now. Like, my birthday's actually this weekend, and that's one of the oh, reasons happy why birthday. March Madness is because it's always my birthday's always the weekend of it. No, Zach, I agree 30. with you. Once you're past twenty one, birthdays don't matter anymore. Yeah, it's just like now, some people it, are very into their birthday. You, everyone has like like three like Facebook friends that are like super into their birthday, and they have like, yeah, a birthday week. There's always like a couple. I'm going to totally stereotype here, but there's always a couple like secretaries at work who, like, have to take off on their birthday, take off from work. So I do, but I take off because it's the tournament. Because so it's I just the tournament, yeah. Off. Yeah, well, we've heard Akeem, I think, last year on this podcast discuss that topic. I've never worked during March Madness. Yeah. Although now no. I don't have to, just my schedule, I don't work during, yeah. I don't work Eastern time. I always I always do, like, a big bar crawl thing. And I have another friend who's a big college basketball fan, so we do, like, a March Madness birthday bar crawl thing starting Thursday at noon through Sunday. Oh, that sounds excellent. Yeah, although I would never watch, I would never watch uh, the tournament in a bar. I'm like too serious about it. 
But that well, that's great. Why you have all four games? You have a crowd like instantly directing you to where like the exciting action's going. Yeah, but I, I, you could have four games on your computer nowadays. You could throw up an that's, iPad and that's worse. Like, Why would you watch it on your no, computer? No, Akiva, I disagree with you. The, the tournament is not. It's a, it's the same reason you want to go to Vegas. The tournament is not a thing. It's not like you have some like huge rooting interest, like it's the Jets playing or the Mets. Or well, something. when UConn's playing, I do. So it's great to be in a crowd of people who are you know because you got a lot of alums of all the teams that are playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I disagree. I think, like, my favorite thing to watch in a bar is uh, March Madness. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to go to the bar and watch March Madness, you're welcome. I might fly down and join Zach. Yeah. Except, except that I think uh, because of this impending snowstorm, all transportation has been stopped. And, and what's down? Oh, so you mean to D.C.? Okay. D.C. Yeah, he's the in D.C. I'm in yeah. New York. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, St. Mary's against VCU. These are both teams that I think I've seen a lot of people sort of hyped about. But St. Mary's much more so. I definitely want to pick St. Mary's here. I think they're only four and a half point. People are kind of uh, down favorite. on St. Mary's right now. Why? Like, I think everybody's up on St. Mary's. Yeah, I think. They're I think they're. I think like they're. People are assuming they just get like the like the Gonzaga bump. They're just like the second best team in the conference. I think it's the other way around. I think it's because Gonzaga's in their conference. People always ignore them. The Gonzaga beat them three times this year, and they only had four losses. Okay, Gonzaga's the number one team. Like, I I, I want to absolutely take St. Mary's and give four and a half points to VCU. I mean, VCU is an interesting team. They had a good game against Baylor. Uh, overtime lost to George Tech and Fordham. They lost to Davidson. They lost to Rhode Island twice recently and once to Dayton. I kind of like Rhode Island also, by the way. I was impressed with how they won their tournament. Yeah, but... no, I like Rhode Island too. I'm not I'm not sure how much damage they're going to do, but... All right, so can we agree? St. Mary's, four and a half points. Done. No, I, I, I want to take I want to take the underdog here. Yeah, we're taking St. Mary's. Okay, good. Okay, Zach, I lose. Awesome. All right, yeah. St. Mary's lost four times, three times to Gonzaga. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> and then you just listen to They might be the second best team in the country. If Gonzaga's the best, they might be the second best. Well, well, it'd be interesting that they would meet in the Elite Eight for a spot in the Final Four. That would be weird. Fourth, fourth, fourth matchup. That doesn't happen often. Who's the last, Zach, what's the last time teams met four times? Duke and Maryland? Well, Michigan State beat Wisconsin four times in 2000 when they won it all. Nice. But I'm sure it's happened. But... Wait, but how, there wasn't even a Big Ten tournament then, so why would they have played three times no, there before? Was. There was. You're 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 a little too old. I mean, the, the big Ten tournament in 2000. No, the tournament started when we were in like, no. like post college. I think ni- late 90s it started. I think. Yeah, I think it started in 98. Really? I think the Big Ten started before the Pac-10, if I'm not mistaken. No. There's no way it started 98 because 98 was the year that the Gophers. I'm pretty sure there's a website that has this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Hold on. I, I'm in shock. I would have guessed like 2005 or 2006 or something. 98. Uh, 1998. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, 97 was the Gophers year, which was retroactively uh, canceled. All right. Okay. So I'm completely wrong. Uh, all right. You are correct. Sorry about that. My bad. Okay. Arizona, gotta, love, gotta love the Big Ten. First tournament ever. Michigan vacated. Then a couple years later, Ohio State vacated. Yeah. And if it had started in 97, they would have had to vacate because Minnesota in 97 obviously would have had to retroactively vacate. Well, why so. would they have won the conference tournament? Because they went like seventeen and one in the conference that year, they lost. Uh, they were a seven seed. No, they weren't. They were a one seed. What are you talking about? They went, oh, they went to that... the final four in ninety seven. No. Oh, ninety eight is when they it was when they yeah, were seven seed. Yeah, they lost the next year is yeah because that it was the day before the tournament that the whole thing broke. Right, right, right. Yeah, and we had a big sort of start. I've told the story probably fifty times, but big big controversy in our NCAA tournament pool this year because when the, the word got out Thursday morning, and then whoever was in my class got to switch their pick from Minnesota Gonzaga. But the people not in my class didn't get to, like, the, you know, the, the – there was no NCAA tournament online. No brackets online yet, so. Yeah, and if not for stupid Jan Gagelhoff and her snitching, 
the entire concept of Gonzaga might never even happened. Yeah, this year twenty of Gonzaga in a row. That's kind of insane. Yeah, but it all started with that game. That and no, they went to the Elite Eight. They, they went to that year. They went to the Elite Eight and they lost to UConn. Have they, they have they been back since? I think once, right? I mean, the Davidson was the year that they were the one seed, wasn't it? When they had the big disappointment. Yeah. Adam Davidson. Morrison. Who are you talking about? Mor- Adam Morrison. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Mustache. Cry. Drafted by Jordan. We know who I'm talking about. Okay. All right. So. Uh, Two NBA titles that... for Adam Morrison, I think. Really? Was Lakers. he on the bench of the Lakers or something? Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So Arizona, North Dakota, 16 and a half points. Not a lot, really, for a two seed. I have opinions about South Dakota State. I don't have any opinions about North Dakota. I have, I have opinions North about Dakota. their hockey team. I don't know anything about Yeah, I think Arizona's going to blow them out. I like North Dakota. Like, I, I bet on North Dakota this weekend, so I was really invested in their game. And uh, they're a fun team to watch, and that was a super uh, – they were playing Weber State, and that was a super fun game to watch. And when I was watching, I was like, all right, North Dakota, that's my Cinderella pick. They're going to make a run, and then they got matched up with Arizona. So, Zach, are you, old enough Arizona. To, are, you, are you old enough to remember Harold the show Arsino? No. As Weber State when they beat North Carolina in the tournament. Uh, I remember when had, Weber State did that. 36 points. For the team. All right, so what are we doing? 16 and a half points, what are we doing? I have, our, I have Arizona. If you, want to go, if you want to go with Zach, that's fine. No, I say let's go with Arizona. Sorry, no. I'm also anti-North North Dakota because they're like their racist benefactor who, you know, like puts their logos all over, the Fighting Sioux logo all over the hockey arena. Can I just do like a like hedge? I wouldn't be surprised if North Dakota knocks off Arizona. That way I can look smart if somehow that happens. Yeah, you got it down for the record on this podcast. Yeah. Well, we, you can cut that clip and play it on the same. I will. <laughs> I'll make a YouTube video of it. Who did Syracuse lose to as a two? I don't know. But by the way, Syracuse not making the tournament. Was... Yeah, I mean, Jim Beheim, I like him less than Izzo. Yeah, he... They didn't schedule anybody. <laughs> they had like the 200th uh, toughest schedule in the country or something like that. Did you see Beheim's quote, though? It's not fair because they considered all of Syracuse's losses, the, the committee. You're not supposed to consider the games the team loses. Right. Yeah, Syracuse lost to Richmond. That was in '91. Then no, no two seed loss to fifteen for a long time. Coppin State beat um, beat South Carolina. Um, but no, oh, oh no, the cheating one was Santa Clara beat Arizona. But in hindsight, Santa Clara had Steve Nash, so like they probably should have been favored to beat Arizona. All right, okay, so let's pick up the pace as we go to the right side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start with Kansas. We don't know who they're playing yet, so. Obviously, they're going to win that game and probably blow them up. We don't know what the spread's going to be yet. Right. All right, so now we get to the most important game of the tournament for our friend, Zach. <laughs> Miami against Michigan State. My boss is a big Miami booster. You, of course, a Michigan State alum. I don't know if you call yourself a booster just yet. but uh, I, uh, I have season tickets to football, so I donate like right. 100 bucks a year. So let us know, why is Michigan State going to win this game? I mean, they have two amazing, amazing players in Nick Ward and Miles Bridges. So the rest of the team is kind of hit and miss. Sometimes they show up. Sometimes they all show up. We have a great game. Sometimes none of them show up like that game against Minnesota. So I think they're going to be locked in, ready to go. But I mean, I'm actually more worried about Miami than I am about Kansas. What does that mean? Like, I think if we beat Miami, we can beat Kansas. Kansas has a guy, Josh Jackson, who's friends with all of this like great freshman class that we have right now. He was supposed to come to Michigan State and decided to go. So he's going to take it easy on you guys? No, but they, they know him, and I think, you know, revenge game. And um, I, can't, I don't think Kansas looks unbeatable. I think Kansas looks uh, – when I've watched them uh, – But year. Well, it's sort of weird because they suspended him, and then they lost the first game of the tournament, right, of their conference tournament. Yeah, but but he, now he's back, obviously. For the NCAA tournament, and they suspended him for what, like, like back into a parked car or something. Like 
It well, was I think, weird. but he's been involved in a lot of other uh, shenanigans, and that's yeah. probably a kind word. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I just worry more about Miami. All right. Okay, fine. So let's stop, stop defaming a, a 19-year-old kid. All right, so Michigan State, I think they're two-point underdogs. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I've seen, two, two and a half. Yeah, I mean, this is a team, obviously, they always do better in the tournament than they than expected because of Izzo. I think, you know, they have a lot of losses, as we discussed. But a part of that is, you know, you guys were a young team. And as Izzo even admitted, their, pre, their uh, pre-conference schedule was a little bit too tough. So I don't know if I think they're going to be Kansas. But I think, I think they can beat Miami. Yeah, I mean, and I think that pre-conference schedule could uh, set them up well. I mean, they played at Cameron. They played, you know, all across the country. They played Arizona. They played Kentucky. They uh, they played Baylor, so I mean they're going to be tournament ready. It's just about actually like showing up and being consistent. And they could win this game. They could make a run. Uh, but I think Michigan State fans mostly are all like just really happy we made the tournament for the twentieth straight year because um, it was it was looking dicey for a while. Well, the thing is, like that game that they lost to Minnesota. If they would have hit a couple threes, they would have won that game. Now they're not a great shooting team, but they missed like wide open shots. There was a travel call on Nick Ward at the end of that game that should have been yeah, – he was no, fouled he about de- five he, times no. on that. And he, he and made, then he made fouled. the basket. He, de- he, definitely, he definitely traveled, though. Yeah, but he was fouled so many times before that. Then he made the basket. They called it off, said no basket, traveled, and you know you just yeah. knew that was the end of the game. And then Minnesota scored a couple more points, and it was over. Yeah. All right. Okay, so Akiva, we're picking Michigan State. Sure. Just for Zach. Thanks. All right. Okay. Iowa State against Nevada. My friend is actually a, a big Iowa – my friend that I do the March Madness bar crawl with is a big mm. Iowa State fan. So I've watched mm. them probably the most after Michigan State this year. Is his name Fred H? No, it's, it's actually a she. And yeah. uh, no. well, Look at this guy. Is Fred, Fred Hoiberg's daughter? Girl. It's not Fred Hoiberg's daughter. Although I bet she would not mind being Fred Hoiberg's daughter. <laughs> All right. So anyways, Iowa State is six-point favorites against Nevada. What are our thoughts here? Yeah. Nevada's losses this year. St. Mary's tournament team, Iona tournament team, Fresno State. Fresno State, Utah State, San Diego State—only six losses all year. It's a good. Yeah, remember when I said? Remember when I said we we're going to pick up the pace? Let's discuss every I loss for every team. <laughs> Listen, I got to give people the information they deserve. I, to me, this is like the least interesting game of the whole first round. I mean, six points is not a lot for a five-twelve. No. I say let's take Iowa State. I agree. Let's take Iowa State. Let them disappoint us. The Iowa State's gonna Iowa State's gonna make a run. I think they uh, they they won at Kansas. They just won the Big Twelve tournament. They're they're a good team. They got they got a lot of seniors. Uh, they're one to watch. All right, Purdue only eight and a half point favorite over Vermont. A lot of disrespect for first of all for a four seed. Second of all for the best team of the Big Ten. I'm absolutely taking that eight and a half points. I mean, Vermont still gets that Taylor Cop and Rath respect when they come back to the tournament. TJ Sorensen is not walking through that door. You know, I don't know about Michigan State being in Kansas, but I think Purdue could be Kansas. I mean, look, Purdue could lose in the first round, but I think Purdue They're could go to the Final Four. Purdue's getting a lot of love today on the internet. Well, just eight and a half points is way too little. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Boy, Zach's picking a lot of upsets. I really like Vermont. Zach's picking North Dakota to win. He's picking Florida <laughs> Gulf Coast to win. He's picking Vermont to win. That's that's the fun way to pick it. But I, I think yeah. – I mean, Purdue is they, – they're a good team. They can they can hit a lot of threes. Swannigan's really good, but um, Painter is not a good coach at all. Yeah, they, the way – they don't use their – like Swannigan. Just when you watch them play on offense, it looks like they're being coached by like – I don't know, like a, like a sixth-grade coach. Yeah, they have a guy – they have a guy, Isaac Haas, who's like 7'3", and they have Swannigan. And they don't play those two guys together, especially like when they play Michigan State, who has no size. It's like why don't they have those two guys in at the exact same time all the time and just dominate down low? And they don't do that, so I have no I have no faith in Matt Painter at all. I, I the, the Vermont like I I'm I always have a soft spot for the American East. I like Stony Brook. It's like the local one of the local schools. And 
I mean, they went 16-0. It's really not a horrible conference. You know, they like Stony Brooks is, is not a bad team in Albany. Um, I, I, just, I feel like they're going to be like a live team in this game, Vermont. It's, I think it, Purdue might win, but I think it could be close. All right, so I, 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 want, I want to pick Purdue. What about you, Akiva? Okay, I'm, I'm picking Vermont, so it's up to Zach. Okay, so he said Vermont already. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, so apparently we're picking Vermont. I right, also I mean, think, I, I, also, I like when, like, a team makes the tournament, but then, like, you know, plays so poorly that the fans, everyone wants to fire the coach, and that could happen to Painter if it was this game. Yeah. Well, that's what happened to Tubby Smith when he fought, got, got fired by the Gophers. Mm-hmm. They waited until the year they made the tournament and then actually won a game. They beat Shabazz, Muhammad, and UCLA. And then he got fired right after they lost their second game. All right, okay, so 6-11 matchup, Creighton-Rhode Island. Creighton, a six seed, only a one-point favorite. Even though I like Rhode Island and I'm actually picking them in a couple of my brackets, yeah. I just think strategically at a pool with like 50-plus people as we are in the pool of pools, I think the smart play is when the, when the, when the higher seed is favored by so little, the smart play is to pick the higher seed. I agree. Uh, Creighton's not a bad – like it's a bad matchup because they could have caught a worse six seed. I, I like, kind of like Creighton. And I think uh, they're going to beat Rhode Island. Okay, all right. So we're picking Creighton. Uh, now we have, now we have Oregon, a three seed, fourteen and a half point favorite over Iona. You made fun of me, Akiva, when Oregon was my first pick in the players pool earlier. Yeah, today. Was, well, Oregon lost their best defensive player, probably you know third third leading scorer for this season. Um, I don't know if that'll affect them against Iona. Iona's really good. Tim Kluse is the most underrated coach. He should Zach. He should have gotten a big job already. Every year he bring like he takes a team that's not like incredibly good. He gets a couple like cast off transfers. Sam Cassell would have played thirty five minutes a game for UConn this year. He doesn't even start for them. Sam Cassell's son, uh, Sam Cassell Jr. Oh. The, like the, I, Iona's really not a bad team, and they have a great coach. What's this line? I think it's fourteen and a half. Yeah, that's a big line. I'm gonna. I, I want I want Iona there. They're not gonna win. To me, Oregon's a lock for the Elite Eight. Like I'm not afraid of Louisville at all. Your real Boucher, or however you pronounce his name, is like a really good defensive player, and right. it, I, I, to me, I think uh, it, I don't know if they can get over that loss. But okay, so you want to take the fourteen and a half? Yeah, points. I, Oregon's a win, but not by less than fourteen and a half. Okay, and Zach, uh, break or tie? No, I, I agree with that. Although I'd love to see Oregon lose because last year Oregon took a one seed that Michigan State probably should have gotten, and then we got matched up with Middle Tennessee State. So well, at least they won the championship and justified it, Oregon. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. By the way, Akiva, I now remember both you and I on our March Madness podcast last year were so boring because we both had Michigan State winning it all. We both had the yeah, exact I, same I told thing. Zach, I, I, you know, that's why we have him on. He should, he should have talked this out of Michigan State last year. I had a, I had Michigan State winning too last year. Yeah. And they, well, lost, certainly... they lost Middle Tennessee on my birthday. It was a terrible yeah. birthday and a terrible year. <laughs> what day is your birthday this year? Friday? It's Saturday. It's 18th. Yeah. And so okay. I was all excited. Michigan State's playing on my birthday at like, I think it was like a 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock game. And uh, they they probably like get run out of the gym like. So don't worry, they will not be playing on your birthday this year. No, there's no. Actually, there's a slight chance they could lose on my birthday if the game before goes to like multiple overtime. Right, maybe they go to overtime against Miami. They lose at midnight. Right, so there's still a chance they could lose my birthday. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. Oh yeah, you're right. The game could go past. Oh yeah, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So wait. So you said that you think we should pick Iona to cover? Yeah, but Oregon's gonna win. All right, Michigan against Oklahoma State. Uh, Michigan out of their pajamas, into their uniforms, and the Big Ten champions, shockingly. Yep. And what are they? They were two-and-a-half-point favorites against Oklahoma State. I just thought they deserved more than a seven seed, and I didn't even know if they were going to make the tournament before that Big Ten run. But, again, not that the Big Ten is great shakes, but, you know, they beat Purdue. 
yeah, that was their closest game. I think they beat Minnesota a little more easily. They beat Wisconsin. You know, like those are impressive wins. And they blew out Purdue earlier in the year too. They they beat Purdue like, like twenty points earlier in the year. Yeah, honestly, like Oklahoma State should not be should not be only two and a half point underdogs here. I think this should be like a five point spread at least. Definitely picking Michigan. I think it's a I think it's a luck run out thing. I think everybody's thinking that Michigan's run like they were really hot and now they're sitting. But for we've a week. seen teams win five in a row to win their conference tournament before, right? Like UConn, of course, and then win the tournament. Michigan, listen, yeah, I I I don't I don't believe in momentum, but I do think like the good teams sort of turn it on in, in March. It, they're such a weird team because like they've killed a bunch of teams in the tournament. Like in uh, you know they were it seems like they were better in November. They destroyed SMU, a team that I think is really good. And they killed Marquette, a team in the tournament. But well, they have 11 losses. Nine or 10 of them are to tournament teams. But they have freaking 11 losses. Like, you know, I I don't think this is a Final Four team, you know? You were hating on John Beeline, and then he went ahead last week on the podcast. And then he went ahead and won the Big Ten tournament. So I think yeah. you owe him an apology. Well, if he does something in the actual NCAA tournament, I will apologize to John Beeline. Doesn't mean okay, so two and a half points. Can, can we give the two and a half points and pick them to beat Oklahoma State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oklahoma State, yeah, they're going to be. Okay. So all after, right. that, after Michigan won the Big Ten tournament, I was all mad because I was like, you know what, they're gonna they're gonna make a Final Four run, and like they they do look really good. Um, Derek Walton, DJ Wilson, like those guys are really good. Michigan's got a lot of good players. I, I actually really like Zach Irvin, but um, I think that they're gonna lose in the next round, so not making a Final Four run anymore. Okay, so now the last game in the Midwest bracket is the two seed Louisville against the fifteen seed Jacksonville State. Uh, this is a 20-point spread. This is really boring. So instead, I would like us to discuss Jacksonville, not Jacksonville State, but Jacksonville, who is only a two-point favorite against St. Francis of Pennsylvania in in, uh, in the CIT tournament or whatever the hell it's called. It's always confusing that there's two St. Francis's. St. Francis of New York, I believe, is the team that's missed every single NCAA tournament. They've been, they're the only team. They were around in like 1939, and they've never made it. And they're even worse than Northwestern or something. Actually, no, right, maybe, maybe there's four. I don't know. Army's also never made the NCAA tournament. I'm not sure if they were around in 39. Okay, so Louisville, again, a 20-point favorite over Jacksonville State. Uh, talking about coaches that you love to see lose in the first round, mm. obviously Rick Pitino is one of them. Oh, yeah. Not Richard. The whole Pitino family, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I say, I don't know. What do you want to do? I, I don't really care. I mean, I don't have I don't have a hot take on Jacksonville State. They didn't really play a lot of decent teams to really uh, get a feel of. They played Maryland. They lost by twenty six. That's I think that's the only tournament team they played. Louisville is going to lose either to Michigan in the second round or to Oregon in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I but I think they're going to kill Jack- Jacksonville State's not good. They're going to be. Right, they're they're going to kill them. All right. Okay. Twenty points done. All right. You, UNC again. Sorry. Go ahead, Zach. I was. Do you think that the Jacksonville Jaguars could field five guys that could cover that spread against Louisville? <laughs> on the basketball court? Yeah. Well, they had Julius Thomas, but he's they're not he's not on the team anymore. He would have been one. <laughs> that's a good by the way, that's a really good question. Could an NFL team put together five guys to play in the NCAA tournament? That is well, that not we, to be not to be Louisville. I mean they maybe could be Jackson. Not to be Louisville, but to be no, like a fifteen seed. They definitely couldn't beat Louisville. Well here's the I would say the only issue would be a lack of size because they wouldn't have anybody taller than what, six six? Yeah, six seven at most, yeah. Maybe a tight yeah. end. It's true, yeah, it would be a problem. And I don't know how great these uh, shooters are. I mean, does Jacksonville State have a lot of seven-footers, like, swatting shots out of the gym? I don't think so. I don't know, but but obviously obviously they're great athletes. But, yeah, I I don't think – could they win – would they they win, like, a Division III tournament? Obviously. But I don't think they're winning in – I used to go – the Boomer Sison would have a charity Jets-Giants basketball game every year. Uh, And, like, the best two guys on each team, the Jets and the Giants, were really good. 
Like Aaron Glenn was an incredible basketball player. And, yeah, uh, well, like Randy Moss could have. The know, Giants' made, best player was Kenyon yeah. Rashid, the fullback. He was amazing. Yeah. All right. Let's move our way down to the final uh, region that is the South. Texas Southern is the 16 seed. They're playing North Carolina. They're 26 and a half point underdogs. So I apologize when I said Gonzaga was the biggest favorite. It's North Carolina's biggest favorite in the first round. Uh, North Carolina is going to win by 46. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay. Enough said. Uh, Arkansas against Seton Hall. Arkansas, you know, impressive job. Obviously, in the conference tournament, they're actually a one-point favorite here against Seton Hall in the 8-9 matchup. Again, I think it's irrelevant because I think UNC is going to destroy them. But who, who do you want to pick, Akiva? Um, I'll go with Arkansas here. I like Seton Hall. I picked Seton Hall in the players' pool, so I'm going to overrule Akiva. I'm going to side with Zach here. I'm trying to see who, did, who are my players that I've ever seen Hall. It's uh, Kadeen Carrington and Desi Rodriguez. I don't know anything about those guys, but uh, they score 17 and 16 points a game, respectively. All right, okay, fine. So uh, <laughs> this is the expert uh, commentary that you're getting on the podcast today. All right, let's get to the Minnesota-Middle Tennessee game. So I think I said this earlier when I was talking about the Creighton-Rhode Island game. The fact that Minnesota-Middle Tennessee is a pick means even if you wanted to pick Middle Tennessee and assume they're going to win, I just think – look, if, if you're in one of those March Madness pools where you get the bonus points for, like, the seed, so you like, you know, you get plus the, the seed when you get your points, in that case, fine, pick Middle Tennessee. But in, in a straight pick them against the spread, I think the smart play is you have to pick Minnesota because you're getting a five seed just to win outright against a 12 seed. And I just think, you know, it just seems to be the smart move to pick Minnesota here. Yeah, I can't believe that – I can't believe that Minnesota – that's a pick them. Like, I, I think I'm going to have to put money on that because – like, I think people are just remembering last year with Middle Tennessee State, but... Well, Minnesota is clearly seated too high. There's no question about that. They are, but, I mean, Middle Tennessee State captured lightning in a bottle to win that game against Michigan State. Yeah, I think year. they and got they lucky nothing. in one game. Yeah, they did yeah. nothing the next game at all, and they're not going to do it again against Minnesota. So I, I'm glad that we've come to an agreement here without Akiva even chiming in. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to write this down to put money on Minnesota, because that just seems like that's easy money right there. Yeah. All right, good. Akiva? So you don't disagree with us? Minnesota, Middle Tennessee is Zach's biggest lock of the first round. Yeah, I, uh, for Middle Tennessee, right? No, for Minnesota. Oh, my, my, I'm... Wait, wait to listen. As, uh, I'll repeat myself. The same argument I made for Creighton and Rhode Island. Even if you think that Middle Tennessee was going to win and be the I agree. upset Pick'em team... I agree, is an insane spread. Yeah, for a pick'em in a... Again, you don't get any bonus points for picking the lower seed here. So take the five seed just to win out, right? Yeah, in, see, in the, in the upset pool, I'm in, uh, where you get, like, Oh, if you get plus 12, yeah, then pick Middle Tennessee. Fine. All oh. right. Okay. Butler, yeah, I, I'm not very con- – my confidence as a Minnesota fan is not high for this game. Um, I would really like them to win because I would love to see them play Butler because I think that would be a really interesting game. Or Butler, Winthrop. an 11-point favorite against Winthrop. Wait, Zach, do you think Winthrop's going to win this one? Yeah, it's another one of my uh, – People love Winthrop. Upsets. I don't think Zach is picking any 2, 3, 4 <laughs> seeds to win. <laughs> I think I have all – I have – I don't have any 12s beating 5s, but I think I have a bunch of 13s beating 4s. Yeah. What In in high school, uh, Winthrop, I, I guess it was the 2000 tournament, Winthrop was a 16 seed. They played Auburn, who was a 1 seed, which is insane since I don't think Auburn's been back to the tournament since they were a 1 <laughs> seed, basically. And in, in on his bracket, in my pool, this kid picked Winthrop to beat Auburn. He picked a 16 to beat a 1. And obviously they didn't. And then for the rest of high school, we called him Winthrop. Well, why did he like? Why is he like? He was doing it like as a joke, or no? He's just he was an he idiot. I guess. Yeah, he didn't. He like he just. I don't know. He, he went for the big he, upside. He thought that number the higher. There's no upside to like picking a sixteen over a one in a yeah. regular pool. 
In a regular pool, yeah. I mean, this is the moment when, you know, I was bragging at the top of this podcast about how I won Survivor three years in a row. I should also note that my wife, who makes her picks based purely on logos and, and like, gut flowers and... Yeah, she has blown me out of the water. She has finished ahead of me in the bracket that we share in that big Michigan bracket three years in a row at least that I can remember. So, yeah, I'm a real expert here. Um, All right, so Butler, Winthrop, I I think 11 points, I like Butler to cover that. I will also go with Butler. I like Winthrop. Uh, let me. I, by the way, uh, there's. A, I was right. It was 2000. I was right there with the 16 seed. But for whatever reason, I thought they played Auburn. They played Oklahoma. Winthrop. Yeah, I don't know. Why, why would Auburn have ever been a one seed in basketball? I think Auburn was good for like one year. But they weren't a one seed, I guess. But there's a reason to say. All right. So Cincinnati. I like Cincy. Cincy and Xavier, you know, the two, the two rivals in Cincinnati. I like them both. I think that they're both really tough teams. We don't know who they're playing at K-State or Wake Forest. So we'll have to. Uh, that information will come out after this podcast does. I like so Wake you th- Forest. You like Wake Forest. I, I think I like Wake Forest to win that game also against K-State. Whether the, whether they beat Cincy as well, I don't know. But all right, yeah, UCLA. My, my friend is a big Wake Forest fan. Wait, so double double timeout. Double timeout. Akiva was right. It was 1999, not 2000, but Winthrop, who was also a 16 seed in 2000, was a 16 seed. And uh, they did play, you know, it was it was a 116 Auburn-Winthrop matchup, but it was 80 to oh, 40. Was a, wait, so Auburn was a one seed that yeah, year? Yeah, Auburn was a one seed in 1999. Who did they have? I'm trying to think. I think they had one guy who made the NBA, but they won eighty to forty nine. They lost as okay. a uh, they lost in the Sweet Sixteen to Iowa, Ohio State, but I, that's a pretty brutal uh, pick still. UCLA Kent State UCLA a three seed very sexy pick to go far. I think largely because of Lonzo Ball's high profile and his dad's you know big mouth. Uh, they're seventeen and a half point favorites here against Kent State. Um, is, is it too soon to make a joke about uh, Kent State getting murdered? No, it's too old. Nobody, nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> our, our millennials uh, listeners will certainly not get that reference. But uh, anyway, yeah, it, w- it wasn't even funny. I, have, I regret every single part of that sentence. But I'll edit that out. Actually, <laughs> no, keep it in. It was great. <laughs> All right, UCLA against Kent State. We're picking UCLA to cover, right? Yes. Like, if Lonzo Ball does not put on a show after all the talk all year long, right? Yeah. By the way, he's not. I think he's like the third leading scorer on the team. So if you're if you, you know, have UCLA players pool, Israeli. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just wondering if you're in players pool, do you pick Lonzo Ball because he has had you know a tendency to come up in big moments. Uh, he might play some hero ball in the in the yeah. tournament. All right. Is anybody okay, gonna uh, be upset if UCLA loses that game though? I just think people want to see Ball. I think in the tournament. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him lose. Well, I mean, I root for all upsets. So yeah, well, not all. All right, uh, Dayton against Wichita State. It's interesting because every year Dayton like seemed to play in the playing game in Dayton, which never seemed fair to me. Didn't they do that like two years in a row? Yeah. So this year they finally get a seven seed and they're in the tournament for real, legitimately. They don't have to have a playing game at home, and they get Wichita State, who I think Wichita State is like a top twenty team, and yet absurdly they got a ten seed because you know the mid majors got screwed. Yeah, the advanced metrics really like uh, Wichita State. Yeah, I mean Wichita State here is a six point favorite as a ten seed, so. Even though I really like Wichita State, kind of like what we said with Minnesota and with Creighton, I feel like does it make sense to pick a ten seed to give six points? Isn't the, isn't sort of the strategic the strategic play just to pick Dayton? I mean six, yeah. I think the strategic play is to pick Dayton, but I think Wichita State's better. But I agree. I, I think the six is a lot of points. I'm fine with that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So we're picking That's Dayton. Strategic. All right. Zach agrees. And then the last game of the uh, tournament. Here's uh, the corny grandfather joke. It's not fair that part of the state has to play the whole state. It's uh, Kentucky against Northern Kentucky. 
the two against the 15. Kentucky is 19.5-point favorites against their northern brethren. Mm-hmm. Northern Kentucky, uh, alma mater of podcast uh, 32 fans guest uh, Antonio Mazzaro. Yeah, and Antonio Mazzaro has been big tweeting on uh, Northern Kentucky. He was very excited. This is their first year, I believe, that they were eligible for the tournament in their transition There's to There's a few D1. teams that I, I love any first year of the tournament teams, and they are a first time in the tournament team. That's exciting. Yeah, I think there's three. So, so we should have had – I think it was exactly a year ago that Antonio came on our podcast for the first time, which is when we were doing Greatest Living Americans, mm-hmm. which was in March of last year. Yeah. So maybe we should have had him on back tell us why Northern Kentucky is going to be Kentucky. Well, I don't think I – mean, he would have had to, like, smoke a lot of pot first before that. I don't think that's going to happen. So who's, who, who's, who said that? I think – uh, listen, if they make the Sweet 16, we'll send them to Vegas, and then he could be our reporter next week. <laughs> and I hope he's not listening to this podcast, and I hope nobody tweets that. Yeah, out. tell him. If want... they make the Sweet 16, tell him that Chester has to pay for him to go to Vegas. Akiva is the one sponsoring well, I, I, I promised it, but it's your money. Chris Porter uh, was Auburn's um, star player on that team, and they had uh, Mamadou Endai also. Okay, well, Mamadou Endai at least made the NBA. Well, Porter made the NBA uh, very briefly. Uh, the, the reason I'm laughing at myself is because, um, as I am prone to do the other day, uh, for no particular reason, I was updating my all-time like NBA teams from country of origin. So I was updating my <laughs> Senegal team. <laughs> so, I, so I was reviewing Mamadou Endai's stats. That's why I know, like off the top of my head, this no, was I Senegal. hope this is part of the podcast. <laughs> Your sent all Senegal. T- oh my gosh. I honestly think (laughs) – Wait, can I just say the problem with the Senegal team is they've had like nine guys in the NBA and they're all centers and they're all like over seven feet tall basically. So they would not be a very good team in in that tournament. (laughs) And they all all have a name with like an N and an apostrophe. I don't know if they're brothers or cousins, but their names are all It's weird that we both think that you making an all-Senegal basketball team is more normal than your wife going to like an (laughs) all-day flowers class. But I do think that. Like, it is completely insane that your wife went to an all-day flower-making class. <laughs> and I'd rather hang out with the person who makes the all-Senegal team than, like, even know the... Like, I, I'm embarrassed for her that she went to the flower-making class. <laughs> Did you mention that to your wife? What was your wife's take on my wife's uh, activities? I don't think I told her yet. I'll tell her tomorrow. She's sleeping. But, like... I... But you said your wife is anti-flowers. My wife is anti-flowers. But she's also anti me. She's anti you. She's anti um, definitely list making. She anti Zach. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't. She didn't even know. I bought an RHAP shirt a couple months ago, and she didn't know what it stood for. Yeah. So I don't think she knows Zach. I don't think she like knows like the <laughs> house of cards. She doesn't know who Rob is. There's no way she knows who Zach no, is. I don't you think know she knows like the, the <laughs> like the the Rob's like. Uh, Sometimes co-hosts, let alone like, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think so. so. You, should, you should bracket out your all-country teams and uh, and do a bracket of that. Mm, March Man. I don't know how Senegal would finish. I'm, I, I definitely like uh, the United States chances there. <laughs> yeah. The I mean, United so States what's the starting point for the U.S.? So you got Magic. Well, the big, I guess big man you could do like Chamberlain and Russell with like Shaq coming off the bench. You could have Magic, um, you could have Michael Jordan, you could have Kawhi at small forward, and that's it. You're, you're good to go. Wait, does LeBron... Does, does yeah, LeBron, LeBron coming off the bench Kawhi behind Kawhi. And Larry, and Larry Bird also gets the Larry Bird's coming off the bench. He's, an, he's American. What about Draymond? Uh, I mean, you need, you need like a 15th man who's going to take a suspension for the rest of the team. <laughs> that's five fouls, Draymond Green. I feel like Dennis Rodman would be better at that. Dennis, like a 50-year-old Dennis Rodman you think would be good? <laughs> 
Or he's going to play for North Korea. <laughs> he would he play for North Korea? Yeah, that's true. They might, they might take him. <laughs> well, now that Zach brought it up, I, I will quickly give you my rankings of all country teams in the NBA. We won't discuss each one. Please, you, just said, <laughs> you just said you want – this is a March Madness podcast. You said we have to hurry it up because we're going too slow. And now we're talking about your Senegal team. <laughs> Listeners can stop listening now if they want. Uh, the U.S. team, obviously, number one, so it's not even worth discussing. Uh, my number two team, though, you have a guess? I think it's probably Spain. So I have Spain at three. Spain has the Gasol brothers. They have rookie, Ricky Rubio, Jose Calderon. They have Wally Zerbiak, born in Spain, actually. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. But he never played. Did he ever play for Spain? No. No. But uh, I don't think small Yeah, but I have uh, Germany I actually have as my two seed. That's insane. Uh, behind Okay, listen to their starting lineup. They got Dirk. Mm-hmm. They got Detlef Schrempf and Kiki Vandeweg. Okay. And then all these Americans who were born in Germany because their dads were servicemen. You got Carlos Boozer, Sean Bradley. Oh, Anthony they're Americans. Randolph. That's like U.S. soil. They're not German. I'm not doing citizenship. I'm saying where were you born? Oh, I don't know. Those guys won't yeah. play for the U.S. in soccer, so maybe they'd all play for Germany in basketball. Yeah, so I have Germany uh, in the two spot. Uh, Spain three, France I have at four. Dominic Wilkins, by the way. I'm surprised. I, I, I would think that Canada could put together a pretty decent team with. Nash you know who's not on France, by the way? Tony Parker, because he's born in Belgium. I mean, this is absurd. So yeah, but they have Gobert, Bortz, Diaw, Evan Fournier, Nick Batum. But Dominic Wilkins, obviously Where do you have the best Canada? player. I feel like Canada's Can- moving Can- up the charts. Canada's next on that team. Yeah, I mean, Canada obviously they'll move up because you know their best player, a lot of the best, Andrew Wiggins, you know, who's young, and Corey Joseph, Tristan Thompson, but mm. China, Croatia, Croatia, I have next. Then I have Australia. Well, how do you deal that. with like the split up Soviet countries? Well, you're talking about Yugoslavia, but yeah, I split it up based on modern maps. Okay, I'm not combining all the Yugoslavians. Okay, so, so like yeah, they're Croatia, playing for countries that they would never ever consider playing for in your fake tournament. No, I'm play, they're playing for the country that they would have the only country they would have played for. Okay, they were forced to play for Yugoslavia, USSR. You know, like when those were unified countries. They didn't want I don't to, know. They I don't want to get them. into like the whole Serbia Bosnia stuff. That, that's like all a right, third. Okay, so yeah, so I have Australia <laughs> next. Um, Australia, by the way, obviously they'll move up because they have Patty Mills, Kyrie Irving, you know, a bunch of guys who are young. Dante Exum, maybe. Kyrie literally plays for the United States. Like, he... <laughs> okay, born in Australia. Mm-hmm. Argentina is next. On okay. my, uh, even though you, on even though you're next. the most notable uh, anti Ginobili guy of all time. Well, yeah, I mean Ginobili's obviously their, their best player. Ginobili, obviously by far. Uh, Lee Scola probably the next best. Um, Brazil is next. Well, Slovenia. Oscar Schmidt. Do you count Oscar Schmidt? No, this is only NBA. Only oh, but, NBA. You, but Oscar Schmidt's considered like by far their best yeah. player. Yeah, except that when I when I did my ranking of all time Olympians, Oscar Schmidt, he would score thirty four points a game, but he would shoot like twenty one percent. Like his numbers were so bad in those. How Olympics. did we devolve into ragging on Oscar Schmidt? Let's get back to the freaking NCAA. <laughs> First story. of all, nobody knows who Oscar Schmidt is. Just so people know, Oscar Schmidt was a Brazilian basketball I have player. I feel like hung up twenty minutes ago. <laughs> nah, I'm just, Zach, he's still there. You know, it's, it's like I'm listening to. <laughs> All right, except you don't get to listen to it two times. You don't listen at double speed, and it's much worse. I got Slovenia like next. Me. I got Slovenia next. Mm. These are the countries. These are the ones that Rasha split up. Yeah, Rasha Nesterovic is starting for the Slovenia center. Mm-hmm. They have a Boston Nachbar. They have Beno uh, Udra and mm-hmm. Goran Dragic, yeah, Dragic sure. of course. What about Zoran Dragic? Uh, um, not on the team. He didn't even make oh, the no, team. They have twelve guys. No, yeah, they've only had nine guys in the NBA. He's on, he's on, he's on, he's on the bench. He's their ninth man. He's only played 16 games in the NBA. Mm. Um, Lithuania, I have next. Lithuania, Arvidas Sabonis. Uh, again, he played for USSR, but he's a Lithuanian. Oh so that's what about Sorinis Jaskovicovic? Like, oh, they're ba- best Euro they guy ever. All, 
They have an all Saranus backcourt. Their backcourt is Saranus, Yasa, Cavicius, and Saranus. Wait, but if he played in the NBA for three years, like, but he's an all-time Euro guy, then does like does he does his skills like does he count as an all-time yeah, Euro guy? I only count as I only count as in the NBA. Okay, so he wasn't great oh, in yeah, the NBA. But, he was like a yeah, but they both player. they have both Sarunases. They have Arvidas Sabonis and Zydrunas Elgowskis up front. They have Jonas Valanciunas on the Raptors. You know, off the bench. There's a lot they of good have, Euro uh, players right like right now also. Yeah. Like Giannis. Is he yeah. American? Uh, who? Sabonis' son? Yeah, no, yeah. The son is American, so it doesn't qualify. He wow. doesn't get to play with his dad, unfortunately. That sucks. When I did my all Sabonis team, they're in the line of next <laughs> That would be a fun pretend <laughs> matchup, Arvidas Sabonis versus DeMontis. No, wouldn't. Arvidas Sabonis is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but his he's 60. Like a... <laughs> and it, uh, his oh, knees went right in like 1992. Right. <laughs> All right, so to wrap this up, I got Serbia next. They are Vladi Divac and uh, Nikola Jokic. I have Italy after that. Uh, Italy, Reggie Jackson. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you were going to literally name your like top four. This is this is so bad. No, we're going all the way to the end of the tour. We got Turkey after that, United Kingdom after that, Bosnia and Herzegovina after that, Russia after that, Nigeria after that. By the way, Akim Olajuwon plays for Nigeria, and they're still this low seated because they don't have a non center on their roster. <laughs> It's Hakeem, Michael Olor, Candy, Festus Azili, Obina, Aziki, Yinkadari. Remember Yinkadari? He never had an assist ever. No. So I think we lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he hung up. Yinkadari was this guy in the Nets who was like famous for like never having an assist. Uh, like literally, I think in his career, he had like one assist in like 800 career games or something ridiculous like that. This tournament is very center heavy, I feel like. Yeah. And then we got, uh, we got the Netherlands, Jamaica. China, the Ukraine, Montenegro, China's Georgia. that low with Yao Ming. Yeah, because th- that's all they have. It's like, and, and they have five centers. They have Yao Ming, Yi Jianlin, Wang Zhejia, Tom Meshery, this guy who was like a, in the seventies. He actually played eight hundred games in the NBA, put up thirteen and nine. Wang Zhejia actually... was a good video game guy. I remember NBA yeah. Live. He was always one of the guys on my team. Um, yeah, who else? Ukraine, Montenegro, Georgia, the Congo, Dominican Republic, Senegal, Puerto Rico, Greece. Greece is the very last seed in my tournament. They have Giannis, but they have, Giannis is the only guy who's played 70 games in the NBA. So one on five, literally. Go oh, no, 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 no. They have eight guys on their roster, but the other guys have all played like six games in the NBA. I like Giannis' brother, five, who's played two. <laughs> yeah. If you could have five Giannis's, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, so the, but, would uh, the odds for the Americans to win this tournament be higher than the UConn women? To win the women's tournament, yeah, no, there's no way America because America again. If we're saying that every guy gets to play in his prime, then yeah, the Americans are the ten greatest basketball players of all time, essentially, right? All right. right? They're all yeah. Let's try to make it interesting. A hundred years from now, it might be more interesting, but yeah, it's not yet at that point. Okay, we lost the key. Zach, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, who's your final four? Do you want to? Oh yeah, we, we forgot to discuss that. <laughs> Well, I don't want to do it without Akiva. So I think what we'll do is uh, hopefully Akiva will come back on and um, maybe I'll cheat and I'll announce it next week when, when I'm down to 16 options instead of 64. All right. Yeah, let's hear your final four. So I got Duke, West Virginia, Louisville, and UNC. And I got Duke beating UNC in the finals. It's such, oh, a, wow. basic, okay. it's such a basic chalk bracket. But... Yeah, you went a bit chalkier than I did. I think the, the West bracket, I think, is going to be a mess. I just don't think. I, I yeah. think that's why I have. If it's, I have if it's not Gonzaga, yeah, I don't know who it is. I don't really trust Arizona either. So yeah. that's a good bowl every year. Pick South Carolina for Brenda Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like a Duke year. I, I mean, it just yeah. it's just a, it just feels like a Duke oh, year. Oh, I have Duke, Arizona, Oregon, UCLA. What is with all the Pac 12 in my Final Four? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I think. Yeah, I have to. I have to fix that. But Kentucky's I do bring it all, apparently. I forgot I did that. Kentucky's run where they would play uh, Wichita, UCLA, 
then lose to UNC. I think that that's like that's a really tough draw, and that that would be pretty fun to watch some of those games. But yeah. All right, so Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll try and if, well, I'll give you this: if Michigan State wins and makes the Sweet Sixteen, we'll bring you back. All right. All right. Well, I won't count on it, but you know, you never know. We beat Miami. I think we could. Uh, we got a good shot. All right. Thanks for joining us. All right. Zach. Thanks for having me. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.